In today's virtual world, prospective employers are searching for the right candidate to fill positions by looking at their social media accounts. The most widely used site that recruiters use to find candidates is LinkedIn. With a robust LinkedIn profile, you have the opportunity to make a great first impression on a prospective employer before you're even contacted for an interview. How? With a great headshot. Your headshot is your virtual business card. Headshots, although once thought of as something only a high-level executive got, have become essential in this challenging labor market. This is episode 13 of Pivot Point, Success is a Journey, hosted by me, Liz Hart, founder and executive director of Taylor for Success. In this episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Kevin Tai, founder and president of Three Circles Studio. I invite you to come along and listen to Kevin's journey from teacher to successful headshot photographer. In this episode, you'll not only learn what makes a great headshot, but the process Kevin uses to develop a rapport with his clients. If you're interested in becoming a professional photographer, you'll also gain insight on how he developed experience as a photographer and started Three Circle Studios. As always, I thank you for listening to Pivot Point, whether you are a longtime listener or this is your first time. I hope you gain useful information to use on your success journey. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking to Kevin Tai, founder of Three Circles Studios. Kevin has a story that I'm sure many can relate to, especially in these challenging times. Thank you, Kevin, for taking the time to speak with me, especially since we've never really met in person. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna score one for networking, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, from what I, I read about you um, on your LinkedIn and so forth, it seems to me that you have two passions. Mm -hmm. And one is teaching and mentoring and the other is photography. So in fact, you did not start out as a photographer, right? You have a master's of education from Gordon College. Mm -hmm. That's right, and, yeah. And so the bulk of your professional career, you were a teacher, ESL instructor, um, and most recently at Stafford House International. Can you talk a little bit about your background in teaching? Yeah, um, I graduated from Gordon, uh, I think 2007. And... Uh, this was during the recession. And so a lot of people were traveling overseas. And so I traveled to Korea with some of my friends that was out there to teach English because they paid a lot of money. They didn't require any degrees or anything. So it was, it was really cool. So I just went out there and I stayed out there for a couple of years, came back, taught at Bunker Hill for a little bit, taught at a couple of different other ESL schools. And I loved it. I still loved it because it's, it's the, um, the always constant interaction with new people and all the different cultures. Um, and so I decided to get my master's degree around the time that I came back in about 2013 or so, 2014, and then really worked towards that over, uh, over a couple of years. Okay, great. And, and you still do some mentoring with students, is that correct? Uh, not quite anymore. Not quite anymore. Yeah, but there are some photographers who see me and they're like, hey, can we talk for a little bit? And so I'm always down for that. That's um, great. Yeah. Always giving back. So tell me, um, were you always interested in um, photography? It's something that was always really fun for me. Um, so when I lived in Korea, it was very lonely in a sense because there was a very deep 
um, culture of night, you know, the night out culture going out all the time. And, um, and so during the lonely times, I would, I had my camera with me and I would go around and take pictures of the, of the country, but also took a lot of pictures of Legos actually, uh, <laughs> of toys. Wow. Um, because I had the opportunity to just take pictures of something that is, uh, is, is my own time. So I could take a couple of hours to take the picture or five minutes, but it's like a hobby that I developed um, to kind of pass the time away while I was in another country. Mm -hmm. And so tell me about um, Three Circle Studio. What exactly, um, what type of photography do you do? Yeah, so Three Circle Studio was created as a way to take headshots. Um, it was the easiest thing for me <laughs> because as an introvert, going around taking pictures of couples or taking pictures of events was actually at first very scary for me and uh, very draining for me as well. And so what I love about Three Circle Studio as a headshot photography studio as a specialty is being able to interact with each person one at a time, whether it is three minutes long and I'm doing a lot of people in one day, or if it's one working with one person, I could take up to three hours shooting somebody and then really building that relationship with them. And so um, I think a lot of photography is, you know, like wedding photography, the emotions are already there or engagement photography or maternity, the emotions are already built into the people, your, your clients. Mm -hmm. And with headshots, it's a little bit different because you're standing still one person in front of you for maybe like an hour. And so it's a, it's a different kind of relationship building. Yeah. And, and now, I mean, certainly having a headshot is key to your career and having that on your profile. And so what do you think makes a good headshot? I think there's a, there's a lot of trust in the photographer to be your mirror mm. and to see you in a way that other people see you, not necessarily in the way that you see yourself. Wow. So we see ourselves in the mirror but it's very one-sided and one plane. We see ourselves when we take selfies, you know, we all take selfies sometimes right. and we see ourselves then, but it's very warped because the camera is very changed and we control all the lighting and everything like that. But when we take a headshot, you know, a lot of it is you want to be very warm. You want to be very genuine and be very happy, which is why we see a lot of wedding pictures mm -hmm. um, as headshots because you're really happy you're with friends and it makes a lot of sense. It's just not necessarily the right, background and the right emotion. So we want to make you look like a professional. We want to make you look happy. And when we do that one-on-one, -on -one, it's very difficult for the photographer to really pull that out of you. Yeah, yeah. I and would so, guess so. Because I remember when I had a headshot done, um, a professional headshot, not uh -huh. just, you know, um, it, it, the person that's, that's getting um, their headshot done it's very nerve wracking. It, mm -hmm. it just really, um, it made me really nervous. And I, I, I'm an introvert also, but I, you know, I don't have a problem taking pictures or speaking in public or whatever, but there was just something about the camera focusing on me that made it very nerve wracking. And so, I'm sorry? It's very scary. It's it is like, scary. It yeah. is scary. Um, and I don't know if because people could see into your soul or something. I mean, I don't know what it is, but, but it is. And it's, it's, it's a talent to bring that out in people. And I've seen, you know, many of your headshots and you can tell that you had a really good rapport with the person that was there. And the person who took your headshot, Norm, he actually is a, a mentor of mine. He oh, really? taught me a lot as well. He, he took me under his wing and um, we still chat and talk every once in a while. And, 
he has helped me to develop that ability to develop a relationship very quickly. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, he's he's great. He um and he's he's actually on my list for for another person to put on the podcast. Um, oh, he'll be awesome. He's so yeah, funny. he'll be really good. Um, because he has a a backstory also. Um, mm -hmm. so let's let's really dive into one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast is that you know earlier this year many people had made pivots because of COVID nineteen. Mm -hmm. And so did you, you know, your photography was what you described as a side hustle up until then. And so what happened to change from the side hustle to now a full-time business? No, absolutely. Uh, three things happened. Um, in 2017, so I got my master's degree in early December. Well, I finished my class in early December, 2017. And on Christmas Eve, I got into a car crash oh. and that car crash, um, I, I T-boned on ice uh, into a pole, and then the, the, the pole went six inches or 12 inches into the car, like two inches from my, a couple of inches from my face. Um, luckily, all that, you know, nothing major, just a bunch of bruises. Um, and at that point, I was like, do I still really want to be a teacher? Like, that was, like, do I still really want to teach and everything for the rest of my life? And that's when I started to discover other ways to, um, Actually, there was about six months where I was just depressed because at that point I had an epiphany. Like, is this really what I want to do? I right. love it. Um, and my wife got me a camera, uh, another camera, because my other one broke mm -hmm. um, a couple of months before. And that's when I started taking pictures of other people. Hmm. And that's when I started to discover that I love that that one-on-one -on -one interaction. I wasn't afraid of the one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. And I was able to really delve deep into the skills that I have as a teacher, which is building relationships, which is what headshot photography really is, whether it's in three minutes or more. Um, my school is really great. I was able to take pictures of all my students. I was able to teach business. I was able to teach uh, in marketing. And as I was learning this myself, and then in um, March, what happened was there was no, I teach international students. And of course, all the international, uh, all the countries start to close their borders. And we had no more students. And in March, at the end of March, my school had to lay me off because we didn't have enough students anymore. Mm. Um, I thought it was going to be very quick. It wasn't very much a big deal. But at that point, my side hustle couldn't even, be, couldn't even happen because I still couldn't take pictures of people. And sure. at that point, um, a lot of my friends who are photographers also had, had some issues. So we were all struggling together and we all kind of work together to figure out how are we going to come out of this on the, on the other end and mm. marketing was a big point um, redesigning the website was a big point um, honing in on our skills challenging each other um, bringing joy into each other's lives with like fun activities yeah um, you know I think we all had that feeling I, I know I did and I've heard this before that you know when when COVID hit we all thought it was, it, it was just going to be a few months, right? And, yeah. you know, maybe a month. And, you know, when it turns into more than that, you know, yeah. we all had to pivot in some kind of way. And, yeah. you know, it's, you know, so now you're, you have to build a business and, mm -hmm. you know, get funding, right? Yeah. So funding for, uh, so for me, I applied to a lot of the government grants. I tried to the local Malden ones. I applied to the, uh, the Massachusetts ones, the, um, the people of color. I applied to all those different ones. I, ne I never got it because I think 
I was only in business for one year mm. officially um, last February. And so I didn't make enough money, I don't think, for them to think that I was able to be a sustainable because other people, it makes sense. Other people had a, um, a business where they will make hundreds of thousands of dollars. And for me, I didn't really make that much in that first year. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, so that, yeah. That's very, very common. I know even, you know, with um, nonprofits, funders won't look at them because you have to establish a track record. So it's like the chicken or the egg thing. You know yeah. what I mean? You can't have a track record unless you can start going. But um, so, so talk to me about how you put all this together then. Um, how did you, did, how did you come up with the name Three Circle Studio? Um, with Three Circle Studios, the idea is uh, networking and connections. So your circles of influence. So you have your own family, um, your, 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 your family friends, your coworkers, so the people who are next to you, your colleagues, and then everybody else around you. And the hope is through my, uh, my work, I'm able to help expand your circle and be able to help you to influence others beyond um, what you normally would be able to. That's fascinating. That's really great. That's, that's really, really great. You know, um, as business owners, you know, we're, we're really attached to the name of our business and it really does have to mean something. And, and, and that, that's really great. So, um, so when you were laid off, um, and you have to start doing three circles, um, full-time um you had family issues too in terms of your father having to retire early oh god yes <laughs> um so it hit the chinese community much sooner than everybody else right so like when when the virus started to become what uh started getting known around january chinatown started to get hit so my cousin owned a business and my father was pretty much like a partner but there's fewer and fewer people that um that went into Chinatown to, to purchase things. And so his sandwich shop closed down in June or July of this year. Mm. And even before then, uh, my father, you know, he didn't work because uh, my cousin's like the, the main owner. So she stayed and worked and my father was forced into early retirement. Today's his birthday, actually. He just turned oh, 60. Well, happy birthday. Um, yeah, so we just celebrated that. And, but it's, it's he's, he's happy. He, he's good at where he's at. But it's also like he just lost a part of himself that, um, allowed him to interact with people every single day. And now mm -hmm. he's um, pretty much just with my, with my mom. And mm -hmm. it's great, but it's also it's not the same as having a social connection to others. And that's really why he worked. Right, right. Yeah, it, it's, it's really difficult. And I can relate to that because um, part of my business is serving clients directly with providing clothing and so forth. And I have not been able to do that since March. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's really difficult um, though, you know, I am serving clients virtually with workshops and things like, and career coaching, it, but it's not the same as, you know, going into the office and working one-on-one -on -one with, with yes. individuals, as you know. And so, do you find that people are hesitant to come in for a headshot because of COVID? I mean, obviously you're taking precautions, but is it hard for you to get business? Um, in a sense, yes. Um, when, when, the COVID, when the pandemic started to become big around March, I, and that's why I actually want to find out that I'm having a baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so at that point, <laughs> thank you. It's a little bit scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's also scary because I used to shoot out of my house. And 
then we had to move from the house into a studio space. And it's a couple of months of just looking for a space. But the problem is that I have to be able to find a space that um, which is low price enough, but then also make sure I have to have business. Yeah. And so I was fortunate enough to, as I was searching, I found someone who that I could rent from on a, on a daily basis, as opposed to paying for a full month. Um, another photographer in the area in Boston. Um, so there's that like, what am I going to do? So it's pretty much like seeking help from other people. Yeah. Um, I have some friends who own a tailor shop, um, a high-end uh, tailor, uh, custom, custom suits for men. And she lets me shoot out of her place once a week. Oh, that's great. And so I had to schedule that. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's a lot of like needing to rely on each other in a way that's never happened before where networking become much more real now yeah. than it ever yeah. was before, where it's just talk, talk, talk. Now it's now let's actually help each other. Let's actually do what we can for each other. Right. That, that's a really good point. Um, networking has really become the way that we are building relationships with people and collaborating. And, you know, it's not just filling up your, 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 your contacts on LinkedIn, okay, I've got 500 plus, and isn't that great? But can you reach out to these people? And can you offer them something? Can they do things for you? Can you build a community with them? And mm-hmm. um, I've been um, blown away by the generosity of people. And I think that if COVID has taught us nothing, it's taught us that, you know what, sometimes all you have to do is ask and people will, will help. You know, um, I haven't had anyone, Knockwood, um, turn me down for my podcast yet. Um, <laughs> and I, I think that's great. You know, I, I'm building this myself. And um, I, I remember when Taylor for Success first was going through a strategic plan and I had a community meeting. And um, what I learned from that was that people were always there and ready to help, but I never asked because, you know, you have this, like, I'm the business owner. I'm supposed to know everything persona, but you can't, you can't, Mm -hmm. you have to reach out and you have to um, ask people for advice and help and, and sort of build that kitchen cabinet around you. And so you do have a network of photographers that um, you help each other, right? Absolutely. Um, We talked about Norm being one of them in Boston. There's about five, and great about some of five headshot photographers and they're all really, really amazing and good. And we treat each other as competitors where we want to outdo one another and we show off to each other. Yeah. But we, but we do that in a way to spur each other on. Mm. Just in the each other better. And there's a national community of headshot photographers or international. They're called the headshot crew. Mm-hmm. And we all teach each other how to become better. So every time I posted a picture, like, I love this. And they go, oh, but his face is kind of green. I'm like, ah. <laughs> um, and so we, we, we help each other by making fun of each other. But the idea is to, okay, let's, let's, let's get better together so that we mm-hmm. can raise the industry. Um, another is marketing, um, another, a headshot photography marketing group. And because of them and all the work that we put in and the challenges that we give each other, for example, video work, mm. um, you know, I made more money so far since August than I did all of 2019 Yeah, because of the foundation and groundwork of the community of other photographers who are pushing each other like, Hey, I'm doing this. Well, now I want to do better than you. So I'm copying right. you. And then never, right. oh, you're copying. Now, now I gotta do something even better than that based off what you did. Um, 
if that's working, then let me try that and make it even better. And we're getting creative with the way yeah. that we're presenting everything. That's um, great. That is, that is really great. We have great. to, we can't rely on just, again, the face-to-face networking, talking, we got to create that entire persona online now. Mm-hmm. And, yet, and, and like you said, you've got to build off each other and, you know, have that sort of friendly competition, which is, which is great. I know when I see somebody and I just saw something the other day, I have been thinking about doing videos on, um, branding an image and um, one of the people in, in this um, in this space just put one out and I'm like, you know what? You say you're gonna do it, so let's just do this, you know what I mean? And the way that things are moving so mm-hmm. fast now. And so if, um, if you had to give a young photographer advice, mm-hmm. what would it be? Volume. Volume, just keep just, it. Just make it over and over again. There's um, a young photographer. I say young. Oh man, I'm 35. That is <laughs> your baby. And, and I'm getting, I'm having a baby soon. So because yeah. <laughs> he, he's in his 20s, he's just graduated. He's like 24. Um, but he saw me. and was like, and he wrote me an email about like mentorship. That was the title. Yeah. Like, let's just let's just come in. Just let's just talk. Let's just hang out. And he just got a new camera and it's like beautiful and everything. But it's like I don't know what to take pictures of, and I want to make it beautiful and stuff. So I challenged him and say. And I said, just take one picture every day, tag me on Instagram, let me see your work, and then let's just, let's just go from there. Mm. Um, and he's been doing it for about 11 days straight now. And each day he's like, I didn't want to take a picture, but I took a picture and it's, it's not that great. But then what's really cool is that the people who look at it, it's like, wow, this is really amazing. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm giving them little hints here and there because you don't know as a photographer what your style is until you take enough pictures. You don't know yeah. what you love until you take enough pictures. Um, you gotta make the mistake in three days ago for one of his pictures, he spent four hours learning a new skill. Really? And he was beating himself up because I, I was like, I took too long. But then it's like, no, you, you did the skill, you, you learned it, you went through the hard work of trying to figure it out, learn through YouTube and everything, you got resourceful. And now every picture that you do afterwards, it's gonna get better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you can learn a new skill and then you right. just keep going. So it's just, if you want to take pictures, just keep taking pictures. If you want to make a business, again, just volume. Because volume. people, you, they have to see you. They have to see who you are. They have to see your, um, your effort and your, your style is going to come out over time. Yeah. And I think that um, people tend to think, no matter what it is, um, that everything has to be perfect before they start. But you don't mm-hmm. get perfect until you start and start making mistakes, right? And so, you know, I, I remember myself, I would, uh, um, I would agonize over every podcast, you know, the sound wasn't right or what, you know, it's just like, you know what, that's okay. That's okay because I'm learning and I can go back and see, you know, have I gotten better? And, you know, I think anyone who wants to do anything in photography, I mean, A, you've got to have an eye for it, but you've got to just, take pictures. I mean, I think that's the, the yeah. best advice. You just got to keep doing it and learning new things. I think that's great. I think that's great. And he's lucky to have you as a mentor. And I think um, giving back to people is really important. Um, mm. I, anyone, anytime anyone wants to talk to me about the nonprofit sector and how I started my nonprofit, I'm there. You know, I, I will talk to because people talk to me. And mm. I think that that's, that's how you grow and that's how you that's how you, you just give back and, um, and you can see how far you've come. 
No, right? Do you ever look back at earlier pictures and say, oh no? <laughs> that's actually one of the best things. I talk to my wife about that all the time. I look back and I was like, oh, the face is green or the color is off or like, why did I make that person turn so far? Like, <laughs> you know, like I cringe a little bit. Yeah. At it. But that's a, that's a great thing. That means like, that was my proudest work, but now my work is even better. Yeah. And then same thing, you know, I'm sure with yours as well, you know, in your business where you're nonprofit, where you get to, you say, okay, I've done it this way. It was great, but now I can do it even faster or I can teach someone else how to do it. And we can go even further now than we ever could before. And that's what, that's where the passion, that's where the passion is. Well, listen, Kevin, I I thank you for your time and talking to me and um, you know, I, I wish you the best on the birth of the baby. And um, I, I so you. wanted to get this in because I'm like, as soon as that baby's born, that's it. <laughs> that's as it in. should be. Enjoy your sleep now. You won't get any sleep. You won't get any. Yeah. It'll be great. But, um, you know, I, I wish you and your wife the best. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. And um, I hope to talk to you soon. And I'll see you on LinkedIn. Definitely. Definitely. I appreciate this very much. Thank you. Liz. Thank you. Have, have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Having a headshot is a necessity if you are in the job search. As my guest Kevin Tai explains, you want the headshot to portray you as warm, genuine, and happy. And as Kevin says, quote, networking has become real now, end quote, especially since COVID. It is worth the investment to have a professional headshot taken by a photographer who specializes in headshots, like what you can get at Three Circles Studios. Please visit the Three Circles Studios website as indicated in the show notes. And thank you for listening to Pivot Point. Success is a journey, a tailored for success podcast.